welcome to FileMaker Talk. This is Matt Navarre. Today, my special guest is Chris Ippolite. Welcome. Hey, Matt. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me. And so your company's iSolutions, like iPad and iPhone? Yes, uh, and a little bit of trivia. Before iPad and iPhone, so... Mm-hmm. Um, they stole it from you? I'm not sure what... Uh, no, they probably didn't, but um, it was before the iMac, so for whatever so, it's worth. And what's f- I just only realized this now, but my company used to be MSN Media, now it's AppWorks, but, and that was actually like four years before Microsoft came out with MSN. We're pioneers. We're pioneers. So if we, if we haven't hooked people into listening to this podcast already, now mm. they're sold, if this uh, was 1996. I have to say, though, in my case, it turned out badly, so I ended up changing my company's name. <laughs> your case, your case, pretty good. I've been waiting for the other shoe to drop. One of these, you know, big announcements. They'll come out with the i solutions, and then you know, I'll just be yesterday's news. So, and, uh, and it was lowercase i with no space too, wasn't it? Always. It was. It's always been lowercase i, no space. Yeah. Well, you know, the the real the real in late nineties, it was everything was e lowercase e with yep. something. You know, mm-hmm. like e trade, e this, e that, mm-hmm. e mac, all that stuff. And so I was just trying to shuck when everyone else was jiving. It was really the opposite of what it ended up being but now it seems really apple so i'll yep. stick with it go with it we have three topics of conversation today training in general because i've always admired you on that and i want to learn from the master i appreciate that man and we've then, shared a classroom together on a on a couple of occasions a couple of occasions which i very much yep. enjoyed it's fun me too um and then uh a training program that FileMaker rolled out at devcon that totally went into obscurity to the point where I can't remember its name right this second, even though we talked about it two minutes ago. <laughs> the LinkedIn Learning Path. The LinkedIn Learning Path. <laughs> yep. That's that's pretty funny right there. <laughs> that's the one. <laughs> um, LinkedIn Learning Path. And I remember at DEFCON, I was like, wow, that's great. I'm so excited about that. I want to get my customers knowing about it. Uh, and then the third thing that I wanted to talk with you about. Idea to uh, iPad. Idea to iPad. Because you've done a whole bunch of them. And we've done, yeah. I think we're on our fourth now. Yeah, I think we. I think at uh, lowercase i, no space solutions, we have the dubious distinction of um, <laughs> of be, that's the phonetic spelling. Of course, yeah. we have the dubious distinction of having done the most right. of those. So yeah, I'm I'm happy to talk about it, and um, it's been a, it's been an interesting uh, learning experience, no doubt. Mm-hmm. Um, let's dive in with training though. And what yes. are, um, so you, I think, also uh, in addition to doing more. Uh, idea iPads and anybody, I think you're by far the leader in FileMaker training. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know what metric you know you use, but uh, fame. we've got just fame uh, and glory. All right, fame and glory. That's I, cool. I would say I'll like number that. of training classes, number of people trained. Certainly, the exposure on Linda, which I want to talk about too. Yeah, I think we've. Hey, listen, you know, filling classes is hard work, right? And it is. You know, it's hard to do that. We uh, here, me, I teach all the classes myself, and I'm really proud of that. I really love hmm. getting in the classroom. I'm still really passionate about it, and we haven't not had a class since uh, 2013, uh, second quarter of 2013, and we've been doing one every quarter ever since. As a matter of fact, last week I was out uh, teaching a class decided to see what would happen and we didn't close it we got 24 people registered people in the class and it was great so you normally like cut off registration at 10 or something yeah you know back when in the early filemaker training series days when they first came out with fts materials um there uh there were some rules as far as being an authorized trainer there was actually a thing being an authorized trainer as well if you recall. And uh, one of those was you couldn't have classes with more than 10 people. on, And, and there's some learning hmm. science to that. 
certainly, but I found that putting a TA in the back of the class, we were able to have a, a great discussion and got some really good feedback from last week. So I'm going to try it again in January when I have my next class in Los Angeles. Hmm. I've actually been a TA in some of your classes too. It's fun. Yes, that's Going around that's helping true. people. That's the key. You know, it's just about keeping keeping things going and, and, and making it worthwhile to folks. And um, But yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I, I been filling classes and the Linda thing, though, that's really it. I mean, I've seen a, a pretty big shift in who attends our classes. I used to do classes in different parts of the country, you know, way back in the day. And now I just have them in, in my home city of Los Angeles. And man, people come from all over. It's all thanks to Linda. I mean, we had people from uh, uh, Iceland in our class uh, this past week, and we've had people come in from Australia and um, all different parts of the world uh, and all different parts of the country to come in and get trained in FileMaker. And I, I'm, I find that hopeful. I find that the word of FileMaker is spreading, and it's always really neat to me you know, to engage with people who are using FileMaker in new and interesting ways. I would think that in the case of Iceland, they came to Los Angeles and then just sort of decided to attend a class over here. <laughs> I hope so. I mean, I like when I heard about that, like when our training coordinator, she's like, oh, yeah, we got some people from Iceland and someone from Ghana is coming. I was like, oh, my God, how do we start lowering <laughs> expectations dramatically now, right, before they get there? But, uh, but yeah, those guys actually ended up taking the certification exam the Saturday after the class. So I, I, I think it, it they were motivated by certification. Oh, I love and, that. I've taught and, classes and like that where people took it. it right after. Yeah, yeah, right after they passed, too. Did you hear? Uh, you know, I, <laughs> what I always say to people, uh, when I used to do training or certification prep classes and people would say, well, how does everybody do? And I go, well, the only people I hear from are the people that passed, right? Uh, nobody doesn't pass and reaches out to me and, and lets me know. I haven't heard from those guys yet. I, I think I'm going to make a point of doing that. Uh, now that you mention it. Should do that. I would, I, I always like to know, but it's only been a couple times like that for me. So, you know, <laughs> certification prep, those are yeah, few and far between for me. Yeah, there. Uh, that's a process for me, man. I I I speak at DevCon every year. A nice little thirty-minute thing that FileMaker has me do about why everybody should get certified, and I sort of bang the podium about why it's important and try to get people mentally prepped to do it. And and honestly, I I find that prep time. I have sort of a, this cadence now that FileMaker's out on an annual release cycle. I spend you know. Um, five to six months prior to the release, uh, doing, uh, you know, ETS stuff, like getting mm -hmm. familiar with the new, the new stuff and the way mm -hmm. I forced myself to do it. Actually back in the old days, I used to force myself to learn new technologies by volunteering to write articles in FileMaker advisor magazine. Oh, remember, I remember that? that. Totally. And for the kids listening, a magazine was a thing that was made <laughs> out of paper, <laughs> but, paper but now is I don't a thing made out of dead trees. <laughs> That's true. Good and point. Trees <laughs> are those things that you see on TV sometimes. <laughs> Um, in the this background. just keeps going. This is not good. It's not good for us old timers. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, now, nowadays what I do is I force myself to you know apply what I'm learning or exposed to in ETS into putting together a course uh, like what's new in the next version of FileMaker for Linda. And then I spend like two or three months like prepping all that. I did like a thousand page script and 220 demo files um, to just to get into the studio last March. Um, but right after that, then I start like cranking out like certification prep because i'm mm -hmm. swimming in filemaker at that point and and i try to like sh tell people like you know do some sort of you know incarnation of that whether it's spending four days in a class in la and then going and getting certified that works too but you know just get in the zone yeah definitely so i have some questions about linda articles so you how many have you done now over the years um it's been uh i think like 30 something 
uh, 28, I think maybe is the number. It's been since 2004. Um, so um, I, I, about FileMaker 7. And we, and, you know, it varied every year. They kind of change how things work over there. But right now I, I do like a new features and I do the uh, what we call essential training. I rebooted FileMaker Go. Uh, which I think is really important. Um, I did that one in 16. So that was a busy year. And then I think this year I'm going to add on deployment where I talk about server uh, and the cloud and uh, web direct, which I have not uh, covered in the past. So I'm looking forward to adding those to the, to the library. Yep, those uh, are the good ones for sure. Yeah. I think so too. And, and actually that's, that was what was kind of neat. You mentioned the LinkedIn learning path, the thing that no one can find. So you just Google it. Um, that, that's actually what got me thinking about it because I, I don't know if you, have you heard of the learning paths at all, even outside the FileMaker thing? Nope. Um, well, it's, I guess, um, Salesforce has something similar that's called like a training tree or something like that and so now linkedin has this learning path so they're very they're very similar i i don't know what the, the salesforce one is but when linkedin acquired linda a lot of people were like what was up with that right and yeah and by the way that next that, question <laughs> yeah that made uh, linda weinman who's actually a person um mm -hmm. who by the way that's how i even know of linda i used to take uh flash class Okay, kids. Flash was a thing uh, back back in the late '90s. Me and a couple of guys on the iSolutions team took some classes with Linda Weinman in her Ojai uh, training facility. That was back when she was like the queen of uh, VHS-based training, and she had like uh, hands-on training books that she would come out with. And once or twice a year, she'd do a classroom. And I got to know her then. And actually, back when I was doing like Flash and FileMaker integration stuff, like 16 years ago, basically, mm -hmm. I drove up to Ojai one day and I was like, hey, you're you know more about this flash stuff than anybody. Um, let me show you what I'm doing. I've got like, you know, flash talking to this crazy FileMaker thing. And that's where I learned that they were using FileMaker. Uh, she then invited me to speak at these flash forward conferences that she had every couple years. I did that until like, er, you know, the early 2000s or so until finally she said, hey, why don't you ever thought about, you know, being an author, that's what they call us. They call us authors. And, um, and at that time, they really only had like Macromedia-based stuff, which is now Adobe for the most part. And they were really kind of branching out. So FileMaker was one of the first things. And I just did sort of what is, you know, FileMaker, getting to know it and kind of tweaked it over the years. And, and, and then fast forward to tw last year, uh, uh, LinkedIn buys Lynda.com for $700 million. And half of that was cash, by the way, too. Uh, outstanding. And so you think, well, what was that all about? Well, as I've gotten to know it a little bit better, it makes more sense to me now. And, and it's because uh, LinkedIn is really all about, like, career development. It's the place where all the mm -hmm. people who want the jobs are and all the people who have the jobs, right? Right. Um, but what LinkedIn wanted to do as far as longevity of their brand was kind of, you know, branch or bridge that gap between them. How does somebody like it's not just, hey, I, I'm, I'm qualified for such and such job. I'm going to go there to find it. But it's about, well, maybe I want to do something different or maybe I want to do something better. Right. So they came up with this concept last uh, uh, spring, actually in March. I know that because anecdotally, uh, that's how the FileMaker learning path happened. And I'll, I'll let, I'll explain that in a second, but a learning mm -hmm. path, if you just simply Google it, you'll go to like LinkedIn and forward slash learning path or something like yeah, that. Yeah. It's actually, it's actually lynda.com slash learning dash paths, learning so, dash paths. I'm yep, looking at the long list of them right now. 
there's a bunch of them, and they, they do a really good job of putting those things together. And essentially what they are are linked together, uh, lynda.com, you know, titles, or what or that's what we call a video with a bunch of movies and everything in it. And, the, and most of them are around, um, like when they first released it, all of them that were out there were like, I want to become LinkedIn Learning Path for becoming a, a graphic designer. Yeah, I have to laugh um, at some of these because some of them are great. You know, become an agile project manager. But then there's some other ones. Become a leader. Become a small business owner. Become, become a an TV administ- repairman. Okay, here we go. Become an administrative assistant. Oh. <laughs> there's a path. It's 14 well, hours. It, well, <laughs> that's more. Yeah, that's about that's about right. Um, but yeah, th- that's the idea. It's really they were really about careers, not mm-hmm. necessarily like a brand. And uh, and actually, I, when they, the day they came out, I was up recording all the 15 content up in uh, the uh, Carpinteria uh, recording studios for mm-hmm. Linda. It's actually like a real thing. Like as much as I'd love it for just to be me sitting at my desk like I am now uh, with my headset like I am now, it's like a full-on recording studio, the whole deal, producers mm-hmm. barking in your ear, editors, the whole nine years. I'm up there, and, I, and of course I'm super focused on the task at hand, and I think, gosh, I'm really bummed that FileMaker wasn't in any of these learning paths because I want everybody to know that. And, hey, we have a crisis in the FileMaker community of, of teaching – people FileMaker and letting them know it's a very viable and super lucrative like mm-hmm. career uh, option. So then all of a sudden I, I, I literally slam down my headset, run out of the studio and I run down to the office to this, um, this woman that I know who's like a big shot over there. Uh, but she used to be one of my first producers back in the old Ojai days. And I go barging into her office. Like, you know, I didn't, like it's not LinkedIn, you know, mm-hmm. some Bay Area based like <laughs> corporate structure where you're supposed to make appointments and, sure. you know, that kind of stuff. I go barging and I go, hey, learning path for FileMaker. I got this great idea. And I explained to her the crisis. And this isn't my opinion by any means, Matt. You know, this this is hard as an employer mm-hmm. to find qualified people. And it occurred to me that we're not going to find them. We just got to make them. Right. That's true. And, and so I thought as an employer, forget being a trainer and a developer and all that stuff as an employer. I wanted to have a tool to do this, so I thought very selfishly, let's do a LinkedIn learning path for becoming a FileMaker custom app developer. And that's one of them that you can see on the learning paths mm-hmm. page. One of, the, one of the eight for developer. That's great, yeah. Along actually, with other still... lucrative careers like Python. <laughs> <laughs> well, so we're, we're in a rarefied air there, uh, yeah. no question about it. Mm-hmm. But the idea, the idea, and then you think, oh, well, this is just all Chris's videos, right? Well, if you actually click on it, you'll see that the learning path, I, I personally curated this myself. And what I did is I sat down and I said, if some person comes into the office looking for a job, what stuff would I, what would be the checklist of stuff that I would want them to have exposure to? And, and, and then I'd be interested And and then I went and found all those movies on, uh, the lynda.com learning or on link learn. It's called LinkedIn learning. Now I'll get to that in a second, but the lynda.com, uh, online training library, I found all these things myself and I said, all right, this is what I think the path should be. And it sure it starts off with a few FileMaker videos by Chris Ippolite. That's uppercase I, uh, in case you're wondering, uh, also mm-hmm. no space. Um, and then there's like working remotely agile product owner role no js essential yeah, so training this, i was looking at that that was really surprised that pretty quickly it gets into some other areas that are really great like no js javascript six sigma i, f- I found myself actually saying you know yeah I, I i used to say this this sort of anecdote i guess whatever i the saying i would say to people hey if my next door neighbor had a kid who's graduating from college and and he came over to me and said hey 
tell my my kid's interested in being a file maker guy what what should he do to to make himself value valuable and like leap to the head of the class and i would always find myself saying stuff about like exposure to javascript and json and and like now node.js and maybe some project management stuff and and things like that were kind of popping into my head all the time so i thought what the heck let's put that in the learning path so there's some really good stuff on there. I didn't I didn't do any of this. I've watched them myself, but I, I'm you know I'm not the person who created them. So there's a bunch of stuff on there to watch. And I think you know Node.js in particular for all the kids out there is going to be super valuable. Mm-hmm. So um, I wanted to make sure that was on there. And um, and then just other stuff like teamwork fundamentals, virtual teams, because in our world there's. There's a, you know, unlike your super fancy high end office situation where you got everybody working together, it's not commonplace necessarily in the FileMaker world <clears throat> that everybody gets to be sitting in the same office together. So I put some stuff in there like virtual teams mm-hmm. and working remotely and even freelancing because probably, I don't know what the numbers are, but I dare say that half of us are full time employees out there. And then the other half are people who freelance or do, you know, contract work or kind of float around yep. from job to job. So I thought I'd put all that stuff together. It's 34 hours. It's basically a work week of, of stuff. And the idea is you go through all this stuff and you complete it and you can become like a, I mean, they use the word certify kind of loosely, but you know, you, 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 you will be recognized as someone who's completed this path. Right. So, mm-hmm. um, hmm. so I think it's a cool idea. We, yes, it was announced at DevCon. Um, no, you cannot find that link anywhere on filemaker.com currently, but I am actually talking with those guys about actually getting some links to it. Mm-hmm. Fortunately, in the meantime, you just Google and, and find it. Now, the cool part is there's actually a free uh, trial membership for lynda.com for those that don't already have one. You can go on the try for free button right there, and, and that gives you 15 days. So you can watch the whole learning path for free if you're really interested in doing it. So um, I don't know. It, it's caught on. I guess the metrics are pretty good. Yeah, it's plus getting Linda's traction, not, so. not expensive to become a member, right? I mean, you know, I, it's really a great deal. I, I've had a comp membership, so I've lost sight of how yeah. cheap it really is. But it, it's 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 very inexpensive. Yeah, uh, 20, 20 bucks a month. A month 20, 20 to 30, month. depending upon the, the plan you get. Yeah, basic or premium. Yep. <clears throat> and I use it all the time. I just like if I'm trying to figure something out or get unstuck, I just go mm-hmm. on to the 10,000 other things besides FileMaker that are on there and I, and I watch it. Now, no, don't be confused. They also just announced something called the LinkedIn Learning Path, which is really um, a kind of a, it's like the same library, same content, same everything as Linda.com, but it's now on the LinkedIn stack. You know, it's, it's you know, kind of on their proprietary technology and as things get released like if i if there's new stuff that i do on lynda.com it'll be released on both but ultimately i think you know it'll just Hmm. become the new brand that they're trying to create but there's there's every video that's on lynda.com is on linkedin learning i just think that's more of a brand and a back-end technology thing than than anything so those that are familiar with lynda will still sort of have that same path for them so they're actually going to be like sold separately and you get you get the exact same videos through two different purchase yeah, options, I, basically. I, I think it, I think it's something along those lines. It probably also has something to do with the tie-in for you know, link. If you're a LinkedIn Premium member, then you'll get the learning stuff. It'll be a little more formalized than mm-hmm. just having two different properties right now. Um, I'd say, I think it's just at the awkward adolescent stage, but they're going somewhere with this, um, and I'm happy to be a part of it. Frankly, I, I, I'm. And, and as far as the the LinkedIn purchase of Linda. Uh, you know, I, I think I went from, um, I think 8,000 
full-time subscribers to my videos, like people who like watch all the stuff all the mm-hmm. time to like 28,000 or something like that wow. since LinkedIn bought. So That's whatever they're doing over crazy. there, it's some real marketing. Yeah. They're getting the word out and, and I couldn't be happier. I mean, obviously I couldn't be happier, but yeah. from a business standpoint, but from a, as an educator and I'm someone that uh, loves teaching people FileMaker and, and honestly, Matt, like when I go to DevCon and stuff like that, and you know, every DevCon I'll get someone to come up to me and be like, Hey man, you taught me FileMaker and I don't even know who they are. And yeah. it's all through Linda. It's just crazy. It's, it still blows my mind. Just the whole, the whole reach of the thing is insane to me really. Would you recommend uh, to other people to, to like look into actually producing videos to add to the wealth on Linda or? Yeah, well, I so we, uh, I've actually been working with other authors in other parts of the world. Uh, now that LinkedIn brought sort of this global reach, I've worked with both FileMaker and uh, with FileMaker to help find other authors in other non-English speaking parts of the world to mm-hmm. produce content. So I've you know sort of got a little gang of people that I, that I've talked to uh, about putting this stuff together, mm-hmm. um, and um, and that's working out famously for all of them. Um, and in the English speaking parts of the world, certainly I, I'm putting as much content up there as, as Linda will accept. Um, but I'm also I also recognize that that, you know, Linda's not the only game out there. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's um, like uh, Udemy is something that came uh, to my attention recently, mainly because of our uh, mutual friend, Matt O'Dell, was working over there. And um, oh, yeah, that's and where he, he was when he left FileMaker. That's where he went. Yep. I remember yep. that now. And, yeah. And uh, so Udemy's got a lot of a lot of FileMaker content. I would suggest finding that out. And that one's way easier to get in on too. To be honest, like the submission process is easy. You can have free content if you want and hmm. paid content. And I think there's some pretty well known FileMaker folks over there. Um, so that that's definitely something I would do. I, I mean, this has been the single greatest brand building and, and exposure thing that I've ever done in my career uh, is be an author online. Uh, for FileMaker stuff. It's also one of the hardest things I do, yeah. but you know, those should be a- appropriately linked. Yeah, I, I, it might look easy, but I'm sure there's a ton of work that goes into making it look, <laughs> to look Certain parts of the year, I, the, Linda is a five, four letter word for me, not a five letter one. Like I, I'm just like cursing it. Cause uh, I, I don't get much of this done during normal working hours. You know, you know how it is with operations yeah. and whatnot, but evenings, weekends for months and months on end, mm-hmm try to put that stuff out there i like going into the recording booth like with the script and having everything done so i can just knock it out and be right. one take jake um even though people don't know we've this is our fourth take on the podcast already yeah, so far because true. of all the and ums and the foul language that's true and, and i edit i spend like six hours editing our one hour conversation <laughs> exactly every I, time I, I, I used to actually spend like two hours editing a one hour podcast i don't know why Oh my God! Well, it's much appreciated. I, I'm a I'm an avid listener, and I think this this inter, this discussion came about of me asking you, "Hey, when's the next podcast coming up?" So, I was happy to be a part of it. Yeah, well, I wanted to talk with you about training and you know stuff going on, and I think this is really cool that um, the, the the general thing that you said that I totally agree with is you can't we're not going to find FileMaker developers. We got to bake them. We, yeah. we do. And, and I mean, I might get a little controversial with this next piece, but I know there was a big, there was a lot of discussion over trying to get this curriculum in universities. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and unfortunately that's just not a reality. I, I, I don't want to throw a bucket of water on what I think is a positive thought, mm-hmm. but, um, like curriculum in universities is an extremely political thing. That's, com- that's by the way, massively owned that mass, that market is owned by Microsoft basically. Right. Or MSN as we'll call them in this mm-hmm. podcast. <laughs> and, uh, and, um, 
that's a really t- talk about a ceiling that's tough to get into. That's really difficult. And the other part is, I don't think we need thousands of new FileMaker developers. Right. We probably need dozens, actually, right. maybe a hundred or something. Right. right. I mean, our community is still pretty. You know, it's a pretty manageable size. There's, I think, what 550 FBAs in the Americas, and yeah. then like it branches out throughout the world. Um, so if you think about that, I mean, that's not individuals; that's companies, of course. But it's also we I only think fascinating need... the areas that FileMaker are super successful, and the other ones that they're not. Like they're huge in Japan, but not so oh, much in China. Big time, and like not more that than much we'll in ever... Europe even. You they're know. getting there in China. I, I, I've actually. Been, I've been privy to some really interesting conversations with um, uh, LinkedIn, mm-hmm. Linda, uh, Apple, FileMaker on the China thing. And there's just some really interesting things going on there. But but like Japan, like you mentioned, Japan is like grossly disproportionate in the amount of licensing base that's sold there. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a huge market. That's potentially a sustainable market in and of itself for FileMaker to right. be a software company. So, um, you know, that, and, you know, I can't. Tr- that's one of the authors I've been talking to out there. Is they have to create something completely different. They can't just do my stuff with a voiceover because mm-hmm. everything's different out there. The culture, right. everything is radically different from a learning standpoint. But I think that new learning is going to be what saves FileMaker. Oh, well, I my uh, my wife uh, is uh, wife. a teacher. Yes, exactly. <laughs> that's that's, that's news. You got, you got married. To the, First to the time I've said been... that on a on a podcast. I said that. That's true. Um, but she's a teacher. She's like got the double masters, you know, like super big time educator, all that kind of stuff. And we're constantly <laughs> butting heads over the concept of education and learning because mm. I'm sort of like the new learning guy online, you know, 24 hours, sort of that kind of thing. And she's classroom, you know, teaching the kids. I teach adults. She teaches children, uh, that type of thing. But um, but I've, I'm very passionate about new learning as opposed to old learning. And I don't know if FileMaker works as well old learning as it does new so i i'm doing whatever i can to put you know stuff out there and but but i don't think we're just going to find people who decided they wanted to self-educate and become a file maker person without some prodding so we have to bake them and 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 that's you know i think i think that's what you do as employers and Mm -hmm. some of the best guys i've got on and girls i've got on staff are people who we just said you're super green you're maybe a little too young for this yet but let's just try it out let's just put you on a you know a on a plan, see what this turns out to be. And yeah, that was my big question. Is like, how has that worked out? Like actually getting talent and people like that. I've had kind of mixed success with that over the years. <clears throat> I, it, the, my the, more the, recent the, efforts have been very successful. Um, and I think you just learn as you go. Um, but that's definitely the, the be- some of the best people we've got on staff are some of the newest you know people that have come to us over the past couple of years. Mm-hmm. And we just get them into the culture and let the culture do the training and, and experience. And, and I'm a trainer as well, right? So it's yeah, super easy. I just kind of take that mindset. Like you'd hope that the guys that, that's on lynda.com can teach people FileMaker. Well, yeah, um, but you got to make the time to do it, right? Because you're also doing sales and running the company the and all these yeah. other things that are Tons and presumably some development. Do you do some development for client projects? Um, I don't. I don't do any build development, I guess, anymore. But I do. I'm. I have pet projects in mm-hmm. a couple in particular that consume my time on a daily basis. So it's important to me to be developing and keeping my pencil sharp, um, and being relevant as a mm-hmm. developer. You know, and I think that's a key to be. You know, uh, certification, constantly being certified as well. So I'm always developing as a passion, but I. I don't. Um, 
I don't uh, su- submit that to our clients. Uh, those poor folks, they can get mm-hmm. a better quality of uh, development from uh, the guys <laughs> on my team. Yeah. I'm, I've actually thought about that whole same path, but I've decided to not go that way. So recently I've actually been doing a ton more development and passed off other aspects of my job to people. Well, you're probably just, smarter than I am. That's not <clears> it. <throat> I think it's, yeah. I think I kind of just realized that I'm so much happier when I'm writing code than doing other things. So, well, the I, nice thing about writing kinda, code is like, you kind of know when you're done, right? Like, you know, or you know, when you got it, right? Like you, you definitely have a clear path to like, this is what I wanted to do. Is it doing it? Yes or no. Right. And then mm-hmm. when you get to, yep, it's doing, there's just so much satisfaction in that. I mean, the puzzle aspect of, of developing and, and just like the, the problem solving part. I mean, that's what sucked me into this in the first place. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't ever want to get that out of my life. I just like, I don't know if I can faithfully, you know, take on a project because I mean, there's some weeks, you know, I haven't had a full week in the office in the, you know, the past couple of months. Uh, mm. So I, I really can't do that to pr- clients and their expectations. Right, yeah. so. Is that from travel or just like a... Yeah, like, you know, I did a week of training last week and oh, the week yeah. before that, some other travel. We had just opened up an office up in Santa Clara. So I was up there for a couple of days and, and, and just cruising around, you know, spread pretty thin. We've got a lot mm-hmm. going on in various corners of the world and uh, I like to be part of it. So... Um, that's really more scheduling than anything, I suppose. Yeah, you're right. That's not cool to have clients wait for stuff like that to happen. That's the deal. That's yeah. what I'm trying to avoid. I, I just want to be responsible and not reckless. That's all. We try to do, um, in a lot of our projects, we sort of pair up. So like me plus a developer or two developers or something like that. So we've got, you get a couple different, you, you get a team that can discuss the project. You can divide and conquer a little bit. One can cover for the other. And then, um, you know, two people know all the all the nitty gritty about that project, not just one. Well, I think that's as responsible as you can get. Like as far as you know, not being reckless. Um, and here, you know, we're doing the same thing. Like project managers and devs, mm-hmm. and there's mm-hmm. even an account manager that's educated as well. And I do I do a lot of project management. You know, so I'm I'm in tune with what's going on strategically with like a lot of our projects. I spend a lot of time advising and doing higher level, you know, kind of influence on things. Um, you know, I want to be part of it. Um, uh, but that, that doesn't take, you know, all day, every day sitting at your desk to, mm-hmm. to be able to do that for me at least. So we got training, we got, um, Linda learning paths, LinkedIn integration. Yep. And the, the new changeover in their brand and mm-hmm. whatnot. That's um, big. yep, definitely. What else did we and, say we were going to talk about? <laughs> well, we, we were ambitious with our goals. We were going to talk about um, the Idea to iPad program yes. uh, as well. I do want to talk about that. So you guys have embarked on um, I, I want your I want your advice on um, now, that I'm, now that I'm really kind of ramping these up and we're, we've got good relationships with the three Apple stores here in Portland. You have that's the probably move. more well, that's, than three in L.A. <laughs> that's yeah, we have a bunch of them down here. I mean, that, that I think there's like 11 or something like that um, down here and it's the so Apple stores are one thing business teams within Apple stores is another thing right. those are the relationships that you and I are talking about yep. and in order to get them you know over the years I, I it's always been awkward for me just to be like well what you know what are they getting out of this right like I know what I'm getting out of it you're sending me customers great and by the way they're, they're not all the best like it's not just like the Glen Gary leads or anything like that you know well, like you, had you mentioned something in a previous conversation that the biggest issue with this is setting expectations yes like working so, with the Apple stores yeah. and with people to, to make sure that they're that someone doesn't walk in and meet with you and think they're gonna plunk down two grand for 
um, yes. something, get some FileMaker licenses and walk out 10 hours later with a totally functional, bug-free, tested app. The, it's always about expectations. Early on, I mean, that's that that's like my, when I'm talking about developing in FileMaker, I, I everything's about context for mm-hmm. me, right? Like if you sit in a, a training classroom for me, you hear context. When it comes to sales and any other aspect of business, you'll hear me say the word expectations. That's all it mm-hmm. is, right? Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> when I was first being educated about what the idea at iPad program is, and, and should we explain what that is for the sake of anybody listening? Sure. I don't know if everybody knows. I, you know, Just because you and I know exactly what it is because we work with it doesn't mean everybody else does. So let's do a brief <laughs> summary, shall we? <laughs> yeah, it's kind of it's interesting. It's actually, a, it's actually a product or a SKU, as they call it in the business, that is sold by Apple. So if you walk into an Apple store, you can actually buy this thing called an idea to iPad, which comes – which includes uh, some FileMaker licensing, specifically the uh, FileMaker <clears throat> licensing for Teams mm-hmm. for five users, and a copy of for one year, uh, for one year yeah. an annual an annual subscription. So that's eight hundred and eighty eight dollars retail value right there. Eight eight eighty eight right there, and mm-hmm. then a copy of FileMaker uh, Developer. Or I'm sorry, Advanced? FileMaker Advanced. That's funny. <laughs> wow. wow, you really are old. <laughs> wow, yeah. I am old. Oh my god. Well, that's what it should be called, anyways. But uh, <laughs> um, the, uh, the so that's actually then, really good. So that's another 300 bucks right there. I think so. Uh, well, I mean, so far, so yeah. you're like, okay, well, what do I get for the rest of it? it? You know, in the bundle, and so you get 10 hours of consulting with the FileMaker developer. That is a ton of value, right? Because I think the industry mm-hmm. average is like. I don't know what the industry average is, but I think the the floors maybe one twenty five an hour and the ceilings like two twenty or something like that, yeah. mm-hmm. right? So even at the floor, you're still talking about another twelve hundred bucks, right? Yep. On top of all that stuff, so so you're coming out ahead on this deal now. Yeah. Plus plus two other important things, I think. You get you get some oversight and some assistance, some handholding from the FileMaker or from the Apple business team person. Yep, and some handholding. From FileMaker, there's a, there's a one person at FileMaker who is working on all these projects and actually will have a couple of conversations with the customer. You know, so Absolutely. both of the, both of those things add complexity, but they also add value. Oh no, they certainly do. As a matter of fact, I, I one of the big surprises that I had was <clears throat> what the Apple business teams do within these stores. Like those, they're all non-commission employees that are are really just, and I've never been so like. Honest to God, just across the board, just from an app, Apple culture standpoint, they've really like made it so that they just have the customer's best interest in mind, right? Like these guys aren't doing like, oh, how can we sell more things because I want to, you know, meet my nut for the quarter or anything like that. They're literally just like, hey, come tell us about your business, and we can share with you some ideas. And I've seen a lot of really interesting success stories, so it's fun to be part of that, right? And and to formalize FileMaker's role in that, they came out with this this skew, this program. And a lot of people are biting on it, and they're they're finally getting down to the the store level where they're really training up a lot of folks on like the folks at the store on being able to sell it and what it is, and so now you're getting a lot of people who are buying it. And yeah, the challenge, of course, is setting expectations. So I try to get into the store myself and do briefings where they're talking about what the program is. Mm-hmm. And I and I actually got that idea uh, from Adam Aronson. Actually, he he was talking at FBA Connect last spring. Oh, I know he him. He's about... the number two idea iPad guy, right? <laughs> I hope yeah. he's number one. I'm waiting for I, I, I <laughs> just begged him to be number one, actually. But uh, he's had a lot of really good ideas. And, and I found that he said, I just insert myself into the process of selling it. And that way, and that's what I thought might mm-hmm. have been the issue, right, is who's setting the expectations before they get to us? Well, now the answer is me, 
Adam and can be right. you too, right? Yep. Like go into the store, have the conversation, tell them what they can actually get. Talk about, hey, you know, this piece of paper that you've got, this form that everybody's filling out to apply or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's perfect. Let's do that. That's our, you know, right. that's the thing that we're going to build. And and if that's all set in place, this is a great value. I, I think people can walk away with uh, exposure to FileMaker. I think it should be like a prototype, uh, a right. great selling wire tool. Wireframe, yeah. Wireframe. Uh, and if it, generally if it not a complete up, product, yeah. <laughs> well, no, I mean, it can't be. I mean, it just, like, 10 hours isn't for a lot teeny, of hours. a tiny thing, it could actually be, but that's what not really likely. So, no. for, so yeah. from the customer's perspective, I think that's kind of what you've just laid out. The customer walks in, they, they meet with an... Um, meet with someone at Apple and they kind of get a something delivered. And then yep. usually like in, in all the projects we've done, they, they also get an estimate at the end of the 10 hours for like, okay, well to really finish this thing out, you need 20 more hours or 50 more hours or whatever. And yep. then, and then we just embark on that with no, uh, yeah, we actually, we probably do the same thing as you. We just say, um, here's everything you said you wanted and here's actually what the hours are for that. Right. So mm-hmm. maybe we had a conversation and it was like 28 hours worth of stuff. We'll say, okay, pick the 10 that you want to do as part of the program. And then we can address the other stuff later. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, if, if people are amenable to that, or more importantly, if the expectations were set that that's how the process goes, this thing's a slam dunk. Uh, they're getting, t- they're getting a great value. Like, you know, potentially up to a thousand bucks off on, on, on uh, what the services that they're getting. Totally. And, and we're getting a good, you know, introduction to a customer. Everybody certainly can win. Yeah. So um, like from, from our perspective, it's really a lead. It's, we're buying yeah. a lead. And, yeah. and so rather we're than like when we get a lead, when you, we get a call for a customer, we'll sit down with them for an hour or two, talk about their needs, maybe do a quick mock-up or something like that to kind of give them some ideas, sure. share them examples of other things we've done. Um, in this case, we're buying a lead like that. Yep. But we're putting 10 hours into it yeah. for I which mean, we get paid, you're... you know, very little. But yeah. but then it's a really highly qualified lead, presumably, you know, coming from well, Apple. Yeah. I mean, that's that's what we're banking on. Right. We're, right. we're saying, hey, if you that's... guys are qualifying and setting those expectations, mm-hmm. then I'll buy that lead. Right. But there's a lot of leads I wouldn't buy. Like it's the whole Glen Gary leads and the Glen Ross leads. Right. Mm-hmm. Like um, I'll only pay for half of those. Right. So so the more you can get yourself involved in that process, the better. Uh, and also, I I don't mind sharing that um, when this thing was in beta, we mm-hmm. were doing a bunch of these in beta, and mm-hmm. um, and actually it was a really big challenge to create something a deliverable with value and a story behind it within ten hours, and so I was picking other people, you know, different people each time on the team over here, mm-hmm. and we ended up coming up with just like this. A, a completely different approach that at first was like the idea to iPad approach to a project. And now a couple years later, I, I can see it everywhere in our approach. Like we're, it, it's kind of forced us to say, Hey, what's the, the smallest problem we can solve over there? We'll get to all those other problems in due time, mm-hmm. but let's start with that small problem first. And, and our customers are, are really open to that. It lowers the risk for them. And mm-hmm. they have a lot of less anxiety we still end up with the same engagements as we ever had We're yeah, and maybe the same billable hours different... and the same project in the end it's just yeah i i guess the the thing that i found because i agree with you completely on that is that um it's really hard for customers to visualize how they're going to get their wishes turned into actual software and what the actual software is going to be like and how that process is going to go oh, and if you do it, a little yeah. teeny tiny one like that then they can then they can now they know how the next 50 hours is going to go 
I agree. I totally agree with that. Uh, it, it, it's it's the whole rinse and repeat thing, but let's do it the first time so mm-hmm. everybody knows. And you know what that is? That's expectations. We're setting the expectations there during that process and then just managing them moving forward. And yeah, no, that that's the deal. So when executed properly, folks are getting a taste of FileMaker. They're seeing what it is, what it can do. And, you know, I was talking to Ronnie Rios for his, uh, did you see his, uh, he, had, he did a presentation. Yeah, it's got to be on um, YouTube somewhere talking about like the 10, like what, what 10 out thinking in a 10 hour, you know, kind of frame can force you to do from a development standpoint. And I thought that was really cool. And that's that sort of takeaway that I had. And mm-hmm. what I was telling Ronnie was, um, that, uh, I found that if you are integrating some of what I called at the time hero features, I must've been on some corporate conference call moments before that. But what I meant by that was if you integrate like a container with signature capture or barcode scanning or something into your 10 hours, mm-hmm. you're, you're, you're adding this, you know, like, or, you know, the device with the, you know, use your pencil, just say, sure. throw that stuff in. And people are like looking at that going signature capture. Holy cow. There's yeah. no way this only took you 10 hours yeah. to do this or barcode scanning in my yeah. system. Like, so there's a little bit of a cheat code in there, right. To like really to getting the perceived value, but that's yeah, the whole PDF, story behind emailing. Filing. <laughs> yeah, PDF, emailing, PDF, signature yeah. capture, and scanning. If you can do those things, then you're winning, right? Like, there's like you can do all that stuff in a few hours. That's true. And then if you layer some other hours on top of it, so yeah, that's use, how use all the the awesome features that are one script step. You know, <laughs> exactly. That, that's that's I think what the secret is behind it. So that's that's what I would tell somebody who's embarking upon this. Yeah, as opposed to like trying to go super detailed around one thing and like uh, work on some oh, part that's really don't hard. Do that. Yeah, but there's so many good lessons in there, man. Like, you know, like that's just all those things like that is is sort of a microcosm for just don't do that on a large scale either. Try to to deploy it with mirror sync or something like that in in 10 hours. (laughs) Don't don't do that. Don't even like I I think the the rules of engagement are it's not even something that's put up on server. Right. So it's like, okay, well, what can I do? A standalone, you know, I didn't know that. I always all the ones we've done have been hosted. I mean, you'd think they'd have to be because they're selling server, but yeah. they, they don't want to get into the complexities of syncing and whatnot, I think, is part of the conversation. But the reality right. of it is all the ones we do eventually end up on server anyways because right. everything should be hosted. So yeah, totally. you know, maybe the cloud will make that easier to graduate for them. You know? uh, yeah, maybe. Yes. If, if, if you're getting you know, you're getting a license, then you can just get the setup of FileMaker cloud server. Use that license up on AWS. Yeah. Bring your own license and then you're up, you're up and going. I'm sure the stores wouldn't be too stoked that you're not buying a Mac mini or something, but, um, you know, they got the skew, they got theirs on the skew when they sold the bundle. So again, everybody wins. They got the, and also uh, the customer needs an iPad and they probably gonna need several more. Oh gosh, that's re- well. That's yeah. what we when I go into the stores and I'm actually, you know, they're asking, "Hey, how do we sell this? What are we supposed to do?" I go, "Listen, just don't overthink it. Don't forget about the FileMaker piece. If you've got a customer that you've been trying to give them a reason to like use iPads for their business, this is the perfect way to do oh, it. So like, true, yeah. like, oh, hey, let us build a custom, app, you know, a, a prototype of a custom app that would create a need for them to buy hardware. And we see phones and, and you know, I, iPads, the, mm-hmm. the whole nine yards get bought as a result of these. It's great. It's great for that. And that's yeah. how they should be selling. Really. That's true. And we've definitely seen that too, because this does really provide the final reason for a lot of, for a lot of customers. It, it's sold properly. Yeah. I think that's, that's the idea behind all of it. 
Well, cool, man. We're both. You're out of breath, especially me too. From talk, 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 talk. But that's what this Thanks, is man. called. This is FileMaker Talk, talk, talk. It's FileMaker Talk, and we're just talking FileMaker. And uh, <laughs> and, and you know, Matt, historically, you and I, uh, anybody that knows either of us independently, can, is probably not uh, too surprised that we don't we can't shut up when we're talking to each other. Um, but uh, I, I like it when we're recording. I'm it's not been sure fun. if I should be offended. You just called me like. a... <laughs> Oh, Dave, join the club. I, I, it, it's it's a it's a, where it is a badge of honor. Well, I guess um, so. I certainly never have thought about you that way of being like too talky <laughs> or something like that. But oh my I, god, I you... always look forward to, to seeing you and talking to you. And you know, the last couple of years at DevCon, we haven't really hung out as much. It's... I know. I've been I've been bummed about bummed about that. I enjoy your conversations, and 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 we've had some pretty historic conversations on podcasts. As I keep thinking about the one this that you, me, and Petrowski did. Um, by the way, Petrowski taught part of my class last week. Yeah, he told me so about that. It, it was a Ippolite Petrowski uh, one-two punch, and I think mm-hmm. we're going to do that again. So for anybody, and I just sat in the back of the room and just soaked it up. But it re- reminded me of when we sat in that coffee shop. What's the hipster famous Portland bookstore coffee oh, shop? Oh, that would again? have been Powell's. I do remember Powell's. that. Just, yeah, was, yeah. You and Petrowski. For those of you who want to dig through the old archives, mm-hmm. uh, I think I was talking on seventy-eight. Oh, that's an old record speed. We reference. had just. Oh yeah, yeah. So records. Those are the things that came before CDs. <laughs> Which are the things that came before iPods, which are the things that came before YouTube, which is where you listen to music now. (laughs) Right, exactly. But yeah, that was a world record speed. But uh, no, I always enjoy chatting with you. I I learn something every time. Um, And it's always fun to be on the podcast for sure. I still remember listening to that one. Like we had we had totally gotten jacked up on caffeine. Way too much. We went to like some town coffee or something and then we're. Just going to, and then we recorded, and all all of us were going at that speed. <laughs> yeah, and we all sound like geniuses too. Like it, it's funny when you listen back on it. We were like, I don't know what some of the new stuff that was out at the time Flash, was. It was like it was Flash version three or something. probably something like that. And and we were just like pontificating over all this stuff. And if if you really knew the timeline, we were speculating on stuff that actually happened. So whatever that stump town, whatever in that stump town works, as far yeah, as I'm concerned, that's still still my favorite coffee brand up here too. So. All right. Well, Chris, always great to talk to you, man. Thanks, Matt. Really appreciate it. And I'll keep listening to the podcast. So keep them coming, bud. All right. Will do. Thank you.